0: Comics have been scaring readers for years. Is there anyone brave enough to sit down with their creators? This is Discussions with Decapitated Dan.
1: This week on Discussions with Decapitated Dan, artist Riley. Rossmo is back, and he is here to talk to us about his new book, Bedlam, and so much more.
0: Discussions with Decapitated Dan is brought to you by CuriousGoodsandComics.com. Don't be afraid to lose your head over all the savings where Decapitated Dan gets his books.
1: Are you a comic book creator? Do you write, draw, color, letter, ink, edit, or do your own webcomic? If so, you're eligible to nominate for the Ghastly Awards. Go over to GastlyAwards.com and find the nomination form and nominate for this year's Best in Horror Comics, the Ghastly Awards, honoring excellence in
0: horror comics since 2011, ghastlyawards.com. So welcome everybody to this week's discussions with Decapitated Dan. Joining me this week for, I don't know, fourth, fifth, sixth time on the show, Bradley Rosmo. Hey! Woo! You know, when this is edited, there's actually a live studio audience now.
1: Cool. <laughs> I'll take it.
0: As always. A virtual,
1: uh, a virtual live studio audience, I'll still
0: take it. Exactly. I might even start in some laugh tracks. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, who are you? You do.
1: I am a comic maker that has worked for Image for a while. Done such books as Cowboy, Ninja, Viking, Proof, Green Wake. Um, working on Debris, done some stuff on Marvel, some IDW stuff. And Bedlam is my new book coming out this fall. Very oh, and I draw them. Did I say that? I don't know if I said I draw. I think
0: you best. said artist. I think I you said think. artist. Now, we do have to uh, call out... Mr. Nick Spencer here because he did we couldn't get him to join us this morning. Put
1: that in a laugh track
0: too. There you go. <laughs> we need a boo and a laugh track. That'll be that'll be fantastic. Be
1: sweet.
0: That'll be so much extra editing on my part that I really won't do. <laughs> It'll
1: be worth it.
0: Alright, this episode only. Okay. There you go. There you go. That that's my that's my deal with you. This episode only. Uh, now the the main thing we do really want to talk about is we want to talk about Bedlam. So let's just start at the beginning. Where did this uh, project come from? How did you Nick get in touch to to work on it?
1: Um, years ago. Literally, it's kind of weird, but literally years ago, I think we we're in Seattle or something. I met Nick for the first time. And- I don't even know if Morning Glories was out. It might have been that long ago. We kind of talked about how, oh, we should do something, because I really liked Forgetless and something else he was doing. And then he blew up and did all kinds of stuff at Marvel, and that was that. Was that. And then I think maybe two years ago now in Seattle, um, he asked me again if I was still interested in something, I said, yeah, sure. And so we went out for lunch, and he pitched me the the idea, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." And it was it was also nice timing because as we were wrapping up, um, must have been Green Lake at the time, I think. And so, I needed a, I needed a job.
0: But you've been busy with everything else.
1: Yeah, and then since since I agreed to it, post like you know in between, I did Wild Children and a bunch of other stuff too, and Rebel Blood. So,
0: I keep busy. Yeah, you you certainly do. Um, give us the the just the quick premise and and what we can expect from Bedlam.
1: Um, it is. How should, I hate pitching stuff? <laughs> A reformed serial killer, or supposedly reformed serial killer. Um, he's more than that, though. Serial killer, anarchist activist who's perpetrated these heinous crimes. Um, uh, Like a Bruce Wayne kind of super rich benefactor um, does this experiment on where he takes him and he does brain surgery on him and gives him all kinds of drugs and full like holistic redo. And it takes away this guy's urge to kill. So he's still really weird, really weird guy. And he's still super smart, and he still understands, like, the motivations of killers. But his, his desire to kill is gone. And so he doesn't know what to do with himself, and this rich guy is sort of taking care of him. So he starts helping the police track down other equally disturbed people. Okay. I you know, it's uh, really long-winded. I mean, I guess, like, if you want to do the, the something needs something it's kind of if Batman
0: rehabilitated the Joker. Okay. In terms of horror, what can we expect from it? Um, well, in the first issue,
1: about 60 and 70, 60 or 70 women and children get killed.
0: Oh, nice! Um, men first. Or men last, right? Exactly. That's the idea. Men last. Save us for last. See what happens.
1: There's exposed brains. There's There's some pretty horrific images. It's it's more. It's not like well, There's parts that are really horrific, just straight horror, but not not in the same way as like Rebel Blood or. It's more. uh, It's not more psychological. I don't really know what to compare it to. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Okay. Basically,
0: what you're saying is is you got to draw a lot of gory stuff.
1: Some there's some pretty mental things, yeah.
0: Well, and you know, in terms of. I, I guess one question is this: a, is this a mini, a maxi? What at the
1: moment? What is it? <coughs> um, it's a close-ended, ongoing. Okay. Like there, there is an end, but you know, it it could take however long we want to get there.
0: Sure. Sure. Would you, uh, if if say you know. In terms of the mainstream serial killers, I think everybody's most known at the moment is is Dexter. Is there any yeah. kind of uh, crossover you
1: you see there between those two? Yeah, a little bit. I think there could be some cross audience pollination. Um, I guess the thing that <coughs> <coughs> would be with Dexter, I like the first couple seasons. I haven't read the books, so actually I, I can't judge the books, but. I liked the first couple seasons when he was really struggling to act like a normal person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I guess with, with Bedlam, that's, that's going to be the, the thing that I'm really concerned about. And that I've said to Nick is that I don't, as the care, as the book goes on, I don't ever want to get too comfortable with the character being a normal person. You know what I mean? That I want him to always have to struggle. Cause I feel like as Dexter has gone on, you know, he's had kids and stuff, and I don't know. He, he seems like he's too normal now. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I always I want to have that tension, that tension that, you know, is matter truly rehabilitated. Because he's pretty pretty mentally ill, despite the fact that, you know, they've done all these surgeries on him.
0: Right, right. Would you um, – okay, now here, here's one. Did you ever see the movie Strangeland? D. Snyder.
1: No, should I see it?
0: Oh, I don't know if you should see it. You should listen to the soundtrack for sure, but I don't know if you should see the movie. But this guy was—he was—he was a serial killer who got rehabilitated and uh, got put back into a situation where basically everybody was like, "You're still a, a murderer," and everything. He's just—I'm just trying to live my life, but then he goes right back to being the serial killer. <laughs> I'm oh, crazy. So I I didn't know if you know if it if would like compare it to that. Ten, the ten people out there who have seen Strangeland. <laughs> but no, um, definitely check out the soundtrack. It's worth it. Okay.
1: Is it a documentary or is
0: it a movie? No, no, it's just a movie. It's just. Right, a, right. I mean, if I guess if you know if, if you like Dee Snyder and some Twisted Sister, you've probably seen it because I think he was the director on it as well as the as the bad guy. I see. But uh, but no, okay. So never mind that. But no, uh, no, that's really cool. And one thing I've noticed, you starting to post pictures of of you're getting toys and and stuff of the main character.
1: Oh yeah, I just started making. Well, I got a fan made me uh, a matter mask. His name. So the main character when he's when he's bad before he's become reformed and his name's Matter Red, and then after his name's Press. Press. His sort of. Yeah, like shirt for Preston.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, Hansel. This guy Hansel Marino, his girlfriend made a couple masks, a couple mad Red masks, which is really cool because I don't like I, I had a hard time figuring out how to like I designed the graphic shapes and then I was like, but I don't know how this works on somebody's head. That's really cool. And Hansel and his girlfriend they they made me a mask so I could figure out how it works on somebody's head. And then that wasn't enough. I had to make. I decided for some reason I was going to make some sort of action figure reference. <laughs> See, okay. the, like I don't have enough work to do. That's that's what I decided was a good way to spend my time.
0: The merchandising is already is already going off in your head. You're just like I don't care. The book could sell two issues. I don't care. But we're making this toy line. I'm
1: not making this toy. I don't. <laughs>
0: <care>. <laughs> so so for Halloween, um, the book, the issue one should be out by Halloween, right?
1: Yes, I think the release date is Halloween, like, proper.
0: Okay, very cool. Yeah, I was going to say, because it should come with a mask, then I'd have a Halloween costume.
1: Exactly. That'd be sweet. We should have it on the back cover that you could print out or something.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, after we're done interviewing, let's call up Image and take care of this.
1: I will. I could make that happen. I could make that happen. That would be really cool.
0: It should. It should happen. It was like, uh, there there was a Marvel's book called Supernaturals. I don't know if you remember this. It was, uh. A five-issue mini, four-issue mini, and each one, you could get five different ones of every single issue, and and they all came with a different mask. There was a Satana mask, uh, a Werewolf by Night mask, a Gargoyle mask, Ghost Rider, and and whoever else the final character was. I
1: think
0: I'm going to have to look for those now. That's really cool. So, yeah. So, uh, but no, I mean, that's really cool. In terms of, like... um, you know, buzz and interest? Is there, like, a, I know for Green Wake and stuff like that, you guys had Facebook pages. Is there a Bedlam Facebook page or anything?
1: You know, I don't think so. <laughs> Not that I know of, anyways. Unless Nick made it and didn't tell me about it. Okay. Which could could have happened. I don't know.
0: So basically, these are things where you need to yell at Nick about. Exactly. Even more. Know. In terms of in terms of the story and the overall, I know you kind of said like the first issue, what we can expect more world in the first issue, but horror-wise overall, is it just like a gonna be like a creepy sense of things that are happening, or what? What can we expect overall?
1: Um. Well, the, there's two things going on. There's so there's it takes place in like a sort of pseudo Detroit kind of place, or um. Like it, you, as far I've never been to Detroit, so I, I can't really say. I've only looked at photos, but like sort of modern abandoned city. Oh, sorry, I I'll stop that. <laughs>
0: um, More sound effects for this episode. I I think
1: Nick called. Nick called um, them, Rust Belt cities. Okay. Yeah, and so it's all sort of abandoned industrial kind of stuff. So there's I don't know, that creeps me out. Um, but the other thing is there's some characters that are sort of um uh, weird in the way that like is his name Captain Spaulding? Yeah. yeah. Like that kind of weird? Or like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kinda of weird. Oh, you got some crazy hillbillies involved. Like sort of, do you know what I mean? But they're more like trailer people.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't like
0: like where Eminem lived in the movie Eight yes, *Mile*. Exactly. That's where, exactly. Where Kid Rock grew up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm trying to say.
0: See, that's 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 what I'm here for. Just to remind everybody that Eminem was in a movie.
1: <laughs> that is a, a really good movie, I believe too.
0: Uh, all right, well, basically, so so October, you guys all need to go out and you need to check this series out. Let's kind of switch gears over to uh, talking about Rebel Blood, which just came out in trade form. Uh, you know, what was the overall response on, on this series as as it went along? What were people saying?
1: Um, it was kind of <clears throat> a little bit lukewarm, I feel
0: like it,
1: was, like, it wasn't poorly received, but maybe not... It's, maybe it wasn't as accessible as, as other stuff. Like, Green Wake seems to... Whatever it was with that book really, really impacted the people it impacted strongly. Mm-hmm. And Rebel Blood, not so much as it was going on, but now that it's finished, I hear more about it. Like, last last couple of conventions as that at, that's what people brought. And I, I was flattered. And people actually read it because they talked to me about the ending.
0: Right. So... Well, yeah, because you threw everybody for that huge loop at the end.
1: Yeah, like, and I don't know if people just didn't trust me at the beginning that I, that I was <laughs> not gonna like that it was a lie. Do you know what I mean? Like, they didn't <laughs> trust me that it actually would be different than you know other sort of stuff that was going on, like than Walking Dead or something. Mm-hmm. But I think it was. Well, Image published it, and they don't really do zombies, but
0: right, right. Well, that was under uh, that was under Shadowline, wasn't it?
1: That yeah. One? Okay. But even Jim, like, rejected the pitch when I sent it to him until he finished reading it.
0: Okay.
1: Like, sent him the pitch and he read the first, the first half of it and was like, I don't do zombie books. We can't, we don't want to do any more zombie books. And then he finished it. And I wonder how many people said that and then heard, like, a little bit about the reviews and then picked it up.
0: Right, right. Which is sad because, I mean, it, it was one of those things where – and like I said when I reviewed it, it was like every time that next issue came out, I had to go – because you you always had these little things hidden in it. Yeah, every yes. issue had these these things and, and it would get a little more explanation as the series went along. But then you got to that last issue and it was just this huge like loop and it was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then you have to go back. And then you had to read them all again, just to be like, "Oh my god, now I get it." It was it was absolutely fantastic. So I mean, the, the trade being think, collected,
1: yeah. I think like in the trade, it, I don't know if it would read be better or worse, but it makes everything that, like, this guy came up to me and he's like, "I thought it was okay," when I finally finished reading the whole thing, it made the last issue made everything so much more horrific. Mm-hmm. It's like you got it. Thank you. You, you un- yes. That was the that was the whole point of it, right? But maybe it was too, like, for some people, maybe it was too, like, Tales from the Crypt, or, like, you have to like that kind of O. Henry ending that you're like, oh, ow. Like, right. you know, you get there, and then that's when it sort of turns everything around. Um, sure. we don't want to spoil it, right?
0: No, no, but okay, <laughs> let me ask you this, then, you know, and, and looking back at that, and not that it's your choice to do single issues compared to, you know, the, the whole thing collected at once, you know, if, if you could go back, would you have done, and you had the choice, would you have done the single issues or would you have just said, let's just put it out at once?
1: Single issues still. Yeah. Yeah. I really like single issues. Okay.
0: Uh, okay. Switching gears again. Let's talk about your book that's going on right now with Curtis, which is Debris. How How's this going?
1: Um, It's done. I'm done it now. You're done? Yeah, I'm done drawing it now.
0: Well, no, I don't mean if you're still drawing it, but uh, oh. we're only up to issue, what, three? Three will be out by the time people hear this.
1: Yeah, 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 I guess so. Yeah. Um, It was w- a weird experience. To, I, <laughs> to, be, to be honest, Owen is saving me on it, really. like the, Our colorist, Owen, mm-hmm. it's pretty much all him. And
0: that's Owen Gianni, or Genie, who does uh, what was doing. I don't know what's going on with it now, which is the <laughs> Evangeline book. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's as all Owen. Like without Owen
0: on this book, I would just be done. Was was it too much? Was it too bright for you?
1: Yeah, I don't, I just don't know how to deal with it. Like I, I'd sit down and look at the page and just be like, I shit, I don't know. <laughs> like my thumbnails would be okay, but then when I start laying it out, I'm like, I don't know. Like it was so. I don't know if I have that kind of story in me. Sure. Like, it was it was weird. It's not that I'm saying that I have to be all dark all the time, because, like, Wild Children was pretty heavy, but, I mean, visually it was light, right? I just don't know if I, I just don't have, like, a, a nice thing to say.
0: Well, it's, no, okay, but... I kind
1: of feel like a, a monster.
0: Are we really only, are we just talking colors, or are you talking, you know, just in terms of, like, the story itself, depicting the story with, you know, the, the giant uh, mechanical monsters and stuff like that?
1: Well, just all of it I like it's such like a I don't know, like it has a good message and it's like I feel like it's kind of uplifting and sure. Yeah, like the whole the whole thing is, is weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's just weird for me to do. Like I'm like like I can I'm happy that we did it because I really think that like Owen makes the thing just like a special a really special thing. And so I like some of the monsters. Like I think some of the monsters are cool. Especially the, the bird ones in the first one, the the sort of ostrich ones. Mm-hmm. I really feel like those are right. They like there's something about those, but I think it would take me like I don't know, three I should have, if I, if I had three months an issue, I would have been comfortable.
0: Okay. Then I have to, to ask next. what kind of time frame were you were you working on?
1: Um I did the first two issues in like three weeks each. Okay. And then the last issue in about two and a half. Ooh! Last two issues in two and a half. And um, well, because Bedlam—the first issue of Bedlam—is double sized. Okay. So I was getting into really like big time crunch. I hate stuff being late. I just refuse to be late. Sure. Sure. So, um, it was—it had to go faster, so I couldn't consider and agonize over everything like in the first issue that first scene i like could really i had the time to really really think about it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (coughs) excuse me and so in the in the third and fourth issue i just tried to make the the layouts as tight as i could and hope that sort of carried it
0: right right uh you know you've mentioned a few times a book and i i don't even remember us last time we talked even mentioning it tell us about wild children
1: Wild Children is a—I don't know what to call it. It's a Socially aware, OGN. Okay, original graphic novel. The social commentary. I—it's weird. Like it's a weird book about about the school system and education, and it's like an homage, kind of. Or it was inspired by Graham Morrison's *Kill Your Boyfriend* and uh, Gus Van Sant's *Elephant*. And kids, movie kids. Okay. And yeah, it's so about what's what's wrong or the things that could be weird, improved on about the like, perception of kids, like young adults, and how they perceive adults and how adults perceive teenagers.
0: Okay. Were you the this was? Uh, were you the only one working on this book? Who else was
1: on this? Um, if you I, remember. Gregory Wright was a colorist and Clayton Cowles is a letter. Okay. And Alish Cott wrote it who has image mini coming out in December I think called Change. Okay. Yeah. He he pitched me he just pitched me this script in, in Seattle and I was just really inspired by it because I thought it was really kinda of punk rock and you know, said something socially and I liked
0: it. Very cool. Very cool. So was it, would you say it's more based on just the American school system? Yeah, Okay. Okay. No, that's definitely um, – and I've had a chance to really just glance at that one. I'd still sit in here my, in my massive read pile. But no, I definitely want to check that out. And I'm glad you brought it up because I don't know how many people even knew about that one.
1: Yeah, it, it's a weird format. Like it's 60 pages. It's kind of like those, some of the Avatar – um, original graphic novels that Warren Ellis was doing too. Uh-huh. Sure. Like Cersei or C- Creasy or C- however you say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, That sort of format which is interesting because it's it's a little bit shy of three issues but it just worked as a whole unit. Like there was no reason to break it up. Mm-hmm. So we just did it and I liked it because like the cover is weird. Like I don't know. I just like I liked everything about the idea even if it's not marketable that that's fine. Sure. It's nice to do shit like that for yourself. I like doing stuff for, like that for myself.
0: Right, right. Now, uh, has there any been any talk between you and uh, Alex about bringing back proof anytime soon, or are we still on hold?
1: I think we're still on hold until Alex finishes Black Country. Did you read his first book? Did you read The Yard?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Oh, he did like he did an actual book, like a Book with Words.
0: Oh, Book with Words. Yeah, a Book with Words. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I haven't
1: <laughs> once, his word book is for, you know, a pretty big publisher and pays better than comics, so mm-hmm. it's gonna be at least till the book with words second book with words is done. Okay. But but um that thing that I was telling you about that's coming out in January. Yeah. He might do one of those stories. Okay. He's supposed to do one of those stories, actually.
0: Top secret project for January. We can't talk about.
1: Yeah. Very. Not until no. Not
0: this podcast comes out, and then. <laughs> exactly, because this is a layer of what the first uh, the, the first week of October.
1: Will it be solicited in the next previews? If it comes out in January. It should
0: be. Yeah, I think the last previews was December previews.
1: So yeah. Okay, so it's called Dia de la Muerte. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but the Day of the Dead. I'm
0: going to do some secret searching while, while we talk here. Um, okay, so that, that's all we're going to say about that. Check it out in previews.
1: While oh, they, and Curtis is doing a story, too, for anybody who like Green Link.
0: And everything else that he's doing. Jesus Christ. He's, like, taking over Shadowline.
1: He is. But I think he's, he's cutting down a little bit coming no he's not there's just a lull
0: there's just a lull
1: (laughs) yeah there's a lull I I forgot I was like oh yeah but he's yeah there's just a lull it's not that he's cutting down on stuff he's doing there's just a lull for a bit alright
0: while I look for this real quick Uh, what are you reading
1: these days what are you enjoying Um, well I read The Pound this week because it has Proof and Ginger in it Mm -hmm. oh and The Dover Demon for Proof fans and I like how they treated him that was pretty cool um, I, I don't usually like, um, properties, like, books that are based on other things, but, um, I got two Godzilla books this week. Oh, did you get the Half-Century War? Is that the... James Stokoe? James Stokoe? one? Yeah. Yeah. I got that one, and, um, the Dwayne Swierinski one, mm-hmm. he wrote, with the Mechagodzilla. Godzilla. I don't go in for that kind of thing. Like, I don't usually, like, I'm not getting any of the Ninja Turtles as much as I think Ninja Turtles look cool. Um, I don't get, like, G.I. Joe, like, I don't get properties. But something about the teams they have on the Godzilla books are really doing it for me. (coughs) So.
0: Yeah, I have a big uh, James Stokoe art crush.
1: Yeah, he's pretty awesome. I really want to read that Sullivan Slugger's.
0: I pre- you know what I'm mad about that I'm gonna I'm gonna air it out here on the show. I pre-ordered that son of a bitch, and then when it never came out, they went to a Kickstarter.
1: Yeah. That makes me oh, so did they solicit. Image. Did they? Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Crazy. All right, I'm almost I'm almost to hear to the answer. Hold on one second. I'm still. Um, what else did I get?
1: I bought a bunch of old books the last couple of weeks. So um, I got some old Doctor Strange minis. Uh, for anybody who's read comics a long time, I got, uh, House of Mystery 200, that's, uh, got really old Kaluta art in it, and, um, I picked up a bunch of PC's Twisted Tales. Did you ever read those?
0: Yes. Yeah, those, um, are those the Bruce Jones ones?
1: Yeah, they're, like, they're amazing.
0: Yeah? I have a top secret project that involves those that we can't talk about. Do you really? I do. We can talk about it off the air. Okay, cool. We can't talk about it here. Um, I do not see it here on the pre-order list.
1: Well, then things next month.
0: But but wild then... children, wild children's on here. You can pre-order that. Again.
1: Again. Reorder. Yeah.
0: Reorder. Reorder. Yeah. October twelve zero four five nine is is the number on that.
1: Cool you probably find bedlam on there too. Yes,
0: I I'm, I'm going to find that one next. Let's see. Bedlam. Um okay, uh you mentioned Seattle a few times. So if, since the last time we talked, have you done any shows?
1: Um, where did I do? Did the Calgary both Calgary shows, a little Vancouver show? and Seattle. I think that's all I did this
0: year. Okay, well then, you know, you have to tell us the most horrific thing that happened at any of those shows.
1: Okay, this... I don't really... My like fans and stuff are really pretty awesome, for the most part, and this is kind of a, a mixed thing. Some people would think it's awesome, some people think it's not awesome. I don't know what I think about it still. <laughs> but I went to Seattle a few days early, <coughs> before the show, and, uh, I like to check out the stores and just whatever city I'm visiting, like the comic stores. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was checking out a local store in Seattle. Just we we're walking around that day and uh, I went to the store and was just poking around and I don't usually say who I am and, unless somebody asks or whatever. And uh, on the new issue rack, there was this cool sort of just like zine or, you know, self-published book. And I just picked it up cause I thought it looked cool and never seen it before. Yeah, I went to the counter and bought it. Um, and when I, I paid, I paid with with plastic. And the guy working recognized my name. He really liked Cowboy Ninja Viking. And it was his book that I bought. I thought that that's cool, right? Like if you just go into a store, you know, you're working at a store. And some guy that you like his work comes and buys your book. That's, that's cool, I imagine, right? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: So that was cool. And then we just talked about comics for a while. And I, I liked that. And then a couple days later at the show that same guy came and he's like, Hey, I, I cooked you some brownies and you know, here's <laughs> and I was like, Hey, thanks a lot. That's really sweet of you. And I, I didn't think about it, anything out of him about it. That was Friday. And then I think Sunday morning at the show, I was kind of hungry and I didn't, I didn't have any food around. I didn't want to get up. I was working on commission. So I ended up this tinfoil thing and there's brownies in there and there's kind of weird shit in there. And I was like, um, whatever. And I, I, I was just about to eat it, and I broke it in half, and it was totally full of mushrooms.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so I was like, well, that's really nice, maybe. But I just <laughs> ate this, and then I would have gone mental, and I now have drugs in a foreign country. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, flattering but weird, and like, yeah, I don't know.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: That's that's the only the only really weird thing that's happened to me. Oh
0: man. Did did, did the guy come back on Sunday? <laughs> no, I never saw him again.
1: Okay. And then uh at the last show I was at, this guy introduced himself and he's he was okay, he was a nice guy. And then um after we talked for a bit and you know, talked about some of my books and stuff, he, he's like, Well I have to tell you, I'm a mentalist. I was like, uh, okay? And he tried to show my wife and I this magic trick. Okay. And it didn't work. And then we all just kind of stared at each other for a bit. <laughs> and he's like, let me try again. And we're like, uh, I, Um. <laughs> it was like, that's where that's where it went. That's where it ended. And eventually he was like, I'm sorry,
0: he laughed. Oh, God. Weird. Did he just walk away without saying anything?
1: And he apologized and laughed. Oh. And that was it. Like, <laughs>
0: Uh, well speaking of shows you got anything else coming up for the rest of the year
1: um i'm doing a the bedlam release nick and i are going to annapolis maryland to third eye comics okay and that's where the big well that's where i'm going to be for the bed, bedlam number 1 release um i think nick's doing detroit and then later on next year i guess i'm doing seattle and Cherry Capital Con in Michigan.
0: That's that's not C two E two. We've talked about this. C two E two. I know they
1: need to invite me.
0: <laughs> I'll talk to them.
1: Somebody needs to invite me to Chicago because I'd really like to go.
0: <coughs> um, well, geez, Maryland's a big jog for you.
1: Well, the the nice folks there are bringing me out. You can't
0: you can't beat that.
1: No, I can't. You can't beat that's, that. That's pretty sweet. We're also doing a a variant cover for them.
0: Oh, so, very cool, very cool. Yeah. All right, well, uh, give us your websites or anything you want to plug here at the end, and we will call it an episode.
1: Uh, RileyRosmo dot com, at Facebook, at Twitter, a little bit. Uh, that's about it.
0: All right. Riley, thank you, as always, for coming on, because, well, you've been on the show so many times, and love, I love to talk to you about what you're up to and, and stuff like that. So when it's time to talk about the next project, you'll definitely be back, and I hope everybody out there goes and picks up Bedlam, because it's looking really good. Who are you to wave your finger? You must have been out your hair. practically raised right.